the world we live in today is a very very cause-centric world, especially among our young people, especially among our teens, especially among young adults. It's very cause-driven. And we broadcast our causes. We do it with stickers. We do it with T-shirts. We do it with Facebook posts and Instagram posts and profile pictures and shoes and hashtags. We are so determined to get word of our cause out there, right? I think it's because inside each of us, there is a deep longing to be a part of something big. There's a deep longing to be a part of something real. There's a longing to be a part of something that makes a difference. Something that will change the world. With that in mind, what is Jesus' cause? What is the cause of Christ? In Luke 19, verse 10, Jesus said, For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. And his last command to his disciples, as we see in Matthew 28, was to go and make disciples. So Matthew 28, 18-20, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. This was Jesus' cause. This is Jesus' cause. This is the cause of Christ. What would happen if we made the Great Commission our cause? You know, we rarely, we, we rarely remember like the runner-ups. If I ask you who lost the Super Bowl or the World Series or the Stanley Cup, five years ago. We, we don't remember that. If I ask you uh, who lost the election four years ago, we'd probably get it right. Eight years ago, maybe. Probably not. Twelve years ago, nope, too long. Sixteen years ago, what? There was an election? But yet at the time, oh my gosh, at the time, that was our cause. Whatever side you're on, that was our cause. That's what was so important. That's, that'll be the hand of God moving through man. What if we made the cause of Christ our cause? What if we made the Great Commission our cause? What if we made seeking and saving the lost our cause? Now I understand that we can't save anybody. But we can go out. And we can point them to Jesus because he saves Shouldn't the thing that drives Jesus also drive you and I? Absolutely it should. The cause of Christ should be at the heart of everything we do. Not, not just as a church, not just me as a pastor. At us, 
as followers of Christ, the cause, His cause, should be at the heart of everything we do. When we are captured by the cause, we become an impactful movement for God's kingdom, not for our own, not for some other man's. So what's the first step for us in that movement? I pulled from a quote I said last week. We must come to a greater all-in conviction about Jesus. And we must say yes to his commission. All in. Lord, I'm all in. I'm yours. All in. And then we have to say yes to being sent. Yes to being sent. And I'm not talking about some, some far off place. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be Iowa or Madrid or Dagobah or Zamunda. It can be 15 feet away to our next door neighbor. It can be our backyard. It can be our front yard. It can be that person that we have interaction with all the time at Home Depot. It should be that person that, that we know by name at our favorite coffee joint. That's our place we're to go to. John twenty twenty one says this. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. I want to talk for a minute about influence. Whether you're a pastor or a child, whether you're a man or a woman, whether you're a teen or you're older, you have a hundred times more influence on your friends than a stranger does. And I understand there's a lot of influential voices in the world today. There's a lot of influential voices in entertainment and media and whatnot. But I'm just telling you, we have greater influence in people that we know, the people that we are in relationship with than those, those voices. And we've got to use that influence. We've got to be available to, to love how Jesus wants us to love, to share how Jesus wants us to share. And we have to acknowledge this. So it's with this acknowledgement of the possibly life-changing place of influence, which you indeed possess, you definitely have, that I want to equip you today. And I want to equip you with simple tools. Simple stuff. Memorable stuff. And for me, those will be borrowed tools. I'll get to that in a minute. So here's a simple tool that will help you be more more intentional about sharing Jesus' message with your friends. With your friends. Even before we think about reaching the world, you've got friends, you've got neighbors, you've got coworkers, you've got people in your life now that are listening. And God wants us to reach those people. So there's three simple priorities that Jesus lived out during his earthly ministry. And these, these same priorities will help us effectively share our faith, and they are these. 
prayer, care, and share. Prayer, then care, then share. And here's how it works. It all starts with prayer. We see in Scripture that Jesus often took time away to pray. He took time away to to be with the Father. There's times, as we read last week, that when he went to be alone with the Father, he actually had people with him, but he still found the solitude of the Father. But he would go away to pray. And this is huge. Jesus knew how important it was to talk to God about people to talk to God about people before he talked to people about God. He prayed for his disciples. He prayed for those who followed. He prayed for those who had ears to hear. He prayed for those that might be drawn, that, that, who, who belonged to the Father. We need to do the same we need to talk to the Father about those people that we want to be praying, that we want to be uh, sharing the gospel with. Lord, I pray right now that for for so and so. Lord, I I pray for Jenny. Lord, I pray for Bob. Um, Lord, I pray that their hearts would be open to hear from you. Lord, I'm so limited in what I, what I can say, and my tool belt is small. But Lord, I'm just asking you to go beyond my limitations and prepare their heart to hear you. Because Lord, I, I have every intention on sharing with Bob, with Jenny. We do that first. We do that first. Here's why we do it first. I, I, well, I, I think there's a bunch of reasons, but here's one of the things for me. It reminds me it ain't about me. It reminds you it ain't about you. It's not about your ability to eloquently share or to declare wisdom. It's not about you. It's about God. It reminds us He's the one that moves hearts. He's the one that draws men to the Father. Number two is care. Prayer and then care. Jesus modeled this. He cared for people. He prayed healing over people. He saw that they were sick. He prayed healing. He saw that they were in pain or lame, and he he prayed healing. He saw that they were hungry, and he affected the feeding of thousands. He cared. There's never been a human, yes, Jesus, fully God and fully man, there's never been a human that was a better listener than Jesus. I guarantee it. He listened. He cared. He wasn't busy formulating the next thing he was going to say. He listened. He cared for people. And we are to model that. Not just meeting their spiritual needs, but we have other needs. What about the emotional needs or the mental needs? What about physical needs? We need to always remember this. People are never projects. They're people. They're not projects. Prayer, and then care, and then share. 
After prayer and care, we must lovingly share the gospel message clearly and confidently. When we're inviting someone to put their trust in Jesus Christ, to put their faith in Christ alone, we are sharing with them the greatest gift we could ever share. The greatest message we could ever share. A restored relationship with God, right standing with God, the removal of the barrier of sin and shame and death so that we have free access into the presence of God. That's the greatest gift we could ever offer to anyone. And we're not supposed to keep it to ourselves because we got it too. If I give, if I present you with a muscle car of your choice, think of the most awesome muscle car, and I say, give this away because this is the most awesome gift in the world, you're going to be a bit conflicted. You know why? Because you're going to want that muscle car. But if I give you two and say, this one's for you, now this one give away. You will be thrilled. It will be amazing to you. Are you kidding me? I get to give this away. and Yes, I get to keep this one. And I get to give this one away. That's the way we should respond when it comes to presenting Christ. I got him too. I have him too. I've been saved too. I've been forgiven as well. I've been set free as well. No chains. Listen. No chains on me. You can have him too. When we present Jesus, if they say no, or not now, you know what we do? Prayer. Go back to prayer. Care. Keep on caring. And share. Do not grow weary in doing good. Continue to share. If they say yes, if they say yes, there's a party going on right here. A celebration. You celebrate that. You celebrate it. It's not something to be treated lightly. We celebrate new birth. Right? We celebrate freedom. And we celebrate salvation. Then we get them plugged into a good church. I know of a couple. If, if they live in Littleton, this ain't the place for them. We'll find them a church in Littleton. We'll find them a church in Centennial. We'll find them a church in Parker, in that area, in their neighborhood. We'll help get them plugged in. Now that said, um, Candace drives down from Greeley. And she said, I don't want to go to the church in Greeley. I want to be here. And there's others that do the same. And so we love that. But I'm just letting you know, it ain't about growing this church. It's about growing the kingdom of God and getting people plugged in to a place where they're going to grow. We get them a Bible. We link arms with them. We start doing studies together. It's awesome. Prayer. Can you guys repeat this after me? Prayer. Everyone didn't say it. Everyone didn't say it. Prayer. Care. And share. A lot of people don't share their faith because they just simply don't know how. They don't know how to bring up the gospel. They don't know how to bring up Jesus. They don't know how to introduce him 
into a topic. So I want to share something that I heard from Greg Steer, the founder of Dare to Share Ministries in, in our backyard in, in Arvada. And, and Greg talks about this strategy, the ask, admire, and admit strategy. Ask, admire, and admit. And let me go ahead and say this. They all have to be done with sincerity. They all have to be done with authenticity. Okay? You, you'll, as we get there, you'll see. This can't just be a script. This has to be authentic. Ask. Get to know people. Ask them what they believe. Ask them about their their journey of faith. Ask them if they what, what their thoughts are on Jesus. Ask them who they think God is. Ask. And then just as Jesus already demonstrated to us, what do we do then after we ask? We got one of these and two of these. We listen. So when we ask, we're authentic. We're, we listen. We want to know what they have to say. Listen to their story. Because it matters. It matters. It matters to them. It means the world to them. If you ask someone about their story and then we don't listen, we just lost them. Possibly even as a friend. Ask and then admire. In Romans 12, Paul says this, Outdo one another in showing honor. Outdo one another in showing honor to one another. Admire. When we're listening to people, there are things we can admire about them, even if they believe completely opposite of us. Man, I, I admire, I admire your, your heart for people. Hearing you tell that, I can tell that you have a genuine heart for people. Admire. I admire your hunger. Hearing you talk about your, your, your search for truth, man, that's, that's a, you just seem tenacious about it, and I just admire that. I admire that your religion goes all over the world on missions. Man, that's, that's so admirable. We, we can go down the line. We can find things to admire. It's honoring when we do that. Whether it's dedication, missions, conviction, concern for people, concern for the planet, there's things we can admire about people. And then admit. Emphasize that as a Christian, you don't have all the answers. Emphasize that as a Christian, admit that as a Christian, that you're just a big mess. And that you need Jesus Christ every single day. You needed him as your Savior. You needed him when you asked him to be Lord and Savior of your life. But you need him no less today. You need his grace. You need his mercy. I need his presence. And without his presence and his mercy and his grace and his instruction, I'm, I'm just a big old mess again. I'm just maybe a little bit less of a mess, but I'm still a big old mess. Ask, admire, Admit. Maybe that takes place in one conversation. Maybe it doesn't. But this ain't, this ain't a race. We're to be invested in people's lives. It's a commitment. Now, if it happens in, in the course of a conversation, beautiful. Oftentimes around fire pits, I'm told. Invite your friends to that, men. 
as we admit that we were in need of a Savior and, and that we're still in need of his, his presence and a relationship with him, then transition to your story. Then share a shortened version of your story. Then transition to the gospel. Then transition to what you believe and why you believe it. We never lead with what we believe. We shouldn't. Not if we want it to be more than just, you know, leaving a tract at a restaurant. Or maybe the server takes it, maybe the server throws it away, especially if it's in lieu of a tip. That thing ain't ever getting read. There's got to be an investment in people. Sharing the gospel is taking someone on a journey. A journey through the story of the Bible, yes, but also a journey to how they fit into that story. I fit into the gospel story. You fit into the gospel story. You're part of the story. We are grafted in to the body of Christ when we believe in Him alone, in Christ alone. So I want to give another simple tool to make it easier to share the gospel. And again, I'm borrowing from Dare to Share Ministries. They break down the gospel. Every year I feel like they, break, they sharpen things down and now they've broken it down into six words. I'll get to the, the six phrases later, but six words. God, our sins, paying everyone life. Can we see that graphic, please? God, our sins, paying everyone life. Can we show that video, please? It's the full story of life crushed into four minutes. The entirety of humanity in the palm of your hand crushed into one sentence. Listen, it's intense, right? God, our sins, paying everyone life. The greatest story ever told that's hardly ever told, God. Yes? God, the maker and giver of life. And by life, I mean any and all manner and substance, seen and unseen, what can and can be touched, thoughts, image, emotions, love, atoms, and oceans, God. All of it is handiwork, one of which is masterpiece, made so uniquely that angels look curiously. The one thing in creation that was made with his imagery, the concept so cold, it's the reason I stay bold, how God breathed in a man and he became a living soul. Formed with the intent of being infinitely, intimately fond, creator and creation held an eternal bond. And it was placed in perfect paradise till something went wrong and species got deceived and started lusting for his job and odd list of complaints as if the system ain't working and used that same breath he graciously gave us to curse him. And that sin seed spread through our soul's genome. And by nature of your nature, your species, you participated in the mutiny, our, yes, our sins. It's nature inherited, black in the human heart. It was over before it started. Deceived from day one and led away by our own lust. There's not a religion in the world that doesn't agree that something's wrong with us. The question is, what is it? And how do we fix it? Are we eternally separated from a God that may or may not have existed? 
but that's another subject. Let's keep grinding. Besides trying to prove God is like defending a lion, homie. It don't need your help. Just unlock the cage. Let's move on on how our debt can be paid. Short and sweet. The problem is sin. Yes, sin. It's a cancer, an asthma, choking out our life force, forcing separation from a perfect and holy God. And the only way to get back is to get back to perfection, but silly us. Trying to pass the course of life without referring to a syllabus. This is us. Keep up the good dudes. Chant, pray, meditate. But all of that, of course, is spraying cologne on a corpse. Or you could choose to ignore it as if something don't stink. It's like stepping in dog poop and refusing to wipe your shoe. But all of that ends with how good is good enough. Take your silly list of good deeds and line them up against perfection. Good luck. That's life past your pay grade. The cost of your soul, you ain't got a big enough piggy bank. But you could give it a shot. But I suggest you throw away the list. Because even your good acts are an extension of your selfishness. But here's where it gets interesting. I hope you're closely listening. Please don't get it twisted. It's what makes our faith unique. Here's what God says as part A of the gospel. You can't fix yourself. Quit trying. It's impossible. Sin brings death. Give God his breath back. You owe him. Eternally separated. And the only way to fix it is someone die in your place. And that someone got to be perfect. Or the payment ain't permanent. So if and when you find a perfect person, get him or her to willingly trade their perfection for your sin and death in. Clearly, since the only one that can meet God's criteria is God, God sent himself as Jesus to pay the cost for us. His righteousness his death functions as payment. Yes, payment. Wrote a check with his life, but at the resurrection we all cheered because that means the check cleared. Pierced feet, pierced hands, blood-stained son of man, fullness, forgiveness, free passage into the promised land. That same breath that God breathed into us, God gave up to redeem us. And anyone and everyone, and by everyone I mean everyone, who puts their faith and trust in Him, and Him alone can stand in full confidence of God's forgiveness. And here's what the promise is, that you are guaranteed full access to return to perfect unity by simply believing in Christ and Christ alone. You are receiving life. Yes, life. This is the gospel. God, our sins, paying everyone life. There are so many tools out there. There are so many resources out there. There are so many ministries or videos or partners to link arms with and to get further equipped by. I showed this because I, I, I wanted our young people to hear this. The, the gospel of Jesus Christ is not boring. It is not lame. It, it is powerful and it changes lives. And if you need resources that will help inspire you to share your faith, we will, we will help you get resources. We bought this video because we could show it here and not get shut down by 
by YouTube and, and Facebook today. So for robots out there, we bought this video. We have a license for it. If your thing is like 50-year-old white women from the South, we're going to find you a 50-year-old white woman from the South on video with a southern accent to talk about Jesus. If it's like 15-year-old Puerto Rican dudes from New York, I guarantee there's a 15-year-old Puerto Rican dude somewhere that's, that's just talking about Jesus. So we have no excuse. You have no excuse for not finding resources that will help you share the gospel. I love some of the lines in this. When we bought the video, they also sent us uh, a PDF of the entire thing. So later on today, I'm going to send that to the whole church. I'll send a link to the video to send you to there, to Dare to Share's YouTube page, so you can like it. Um, and then I'll send you the PDF, so you can see line for line. Uh, but I love this. Trying to prove God is like defending a lion. Homie, I don't need your help. Just unlock the cage. That's awesome. Dare to Share explains the gospel in this six-letter acrostic that spells out gospel. And, and here's how they break it down, that next graphic. G, God created us to be with him. O, our sin separates us from God. S, sins cannot be removed by good deeds. P, Paying the price for sin. Jesus died and rose again. E. Everyone who trusts in Jesus alone has eternal life. L. Life with Jesus starts now. And it goes into eternity. It lasts forever. G-O-S-P-E-L. This is Dare to Share Ministries here a local ministry, Greg Steer, an incredible, incredible testimony. Go to dare, the number two, share.org for more resources. Also, I, I bought a few resources um, to make available, especially for our young people. Um, there's studies that are just really cool and really powerful, and, and, and we'll give them to you. This is what the Lord put on my heart this week. This is a simple way of sharing the gospel. It's a good one. It's a really good one. I'll send out the graphics. I'll send everything you need, everything from my preach today, just so that you have it. But I'll drive home a couple of key points. Just authentically love people and authentically love God and talk to God about those people. Ask Him to open doors. Ask him to give you the words. Ask him to make the opportunity. Ask God to prepare hearts to receive his goodness. Ask God to give you good timing. Talk to God about the people. And then talk to people about God. Prayer. Care. Share. Ask. Admire. Admit. God, our sins, paying everyone life 
Find a way that fits your groove. Find a way that just feels right for you to share the gospel. Make sure it's scriptural. And make sure it's authentic. If we can just pause for a second. Let's ask Jesus right now. Lord, who are those people that you want us to be talking to you about? Who are those people that you want us to be talking to you about? Because at some point you're going to want us talking to them about you. Lord, would you put them on our hearts? Is anybody, is the Lord speaking a word to any of y'all about a person, about a friend, about an acquaintance, maybe even a stranger? There's a lot of great causes out there. I'm not anti-causes. I absolutely, I was talking to, on the soccer field yesterday, I went out there and I was talking about my friends Hawk and Deb because it was a cute little Boston, out there, little, little puppy Boston Terrier. And I said, my friends have a, they foster Bostons and they rescue them and they find them homes. And so I was raving about my friend. That's his cause. It's a good cause they have. And I was, I was bragging on my friends because I saw a little Boston. They don't know him. Cause, there's causes that are good. So don't, don't get it twisted. But if we haven't made the cause of Christ the most important thing on our heart, we're missing, we're missing the boat. there's anyone here today, either in this place or watching this online at some point that doesn't know Jesus. In Romans chapter 10 it says everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So right now where you are, you can call out to Jesus and say, Jesus save me. Jesus forgive me. Jesus redeem my life. Redeem my purpose. Jesus bring me freedom. I know a lot of churches, and us included, you know, there's times we'll have people repeat a prayer, but a prayer never saved anybody. It's the calling out to Jesus that saves. It's Jesus who saves. So if you don't know him right there where you are, just call out to him and say, Jesus, I need you. Come into my life. Forgive me. I I turn from my sins. Now I don't know what to do with my future, but I'm going to trust you with it. I'm not going to write my future. You're going to write my future. And if you did that, let us know. So we can either get you plugged in to this community of believers or find another one for you to get plugged into. There might be people watching from Lord knows where. We'll, get, we'll help you get plugged in. And we want to celebrate. Pop on some cool in the gang. Start doing some 80s dances. Celebrate. I'm totally serious. We need to be talking about Jesus and we need to make his cause our own. Let's just ask him to unpack this truth for us um, even after we've left this place today. I'll leave us with this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. 
The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Have an amazing day. You are loved. He loves you so much. He's got some real cool things to say to you later, so make sure you make time to talk with our king. Have a great day, you guys.